0: Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. We've been very closely following the story and following the developments and discussions between arguments, really, between Elon Musk, the ADL, all happening on X, formerly known as Twitter. And uh, it, it's a strange one for me because I absolutely don't believe that Elon Musk. Is an anti-Semite, and I think we need to be very careful before we uh, we label people that. But yet, yet the path that he's going down, uh, when he and some of the statements that he's making are very, very problematic, saying that the ADL is the biggest generator of anti-Semitism. Well, I don't think so. I think anti-Semites are, but that's maybe, uh, that maybe is, uh, is is part of the problem. How do we figure this out? How do we balance uh, the ro- freedom of expression, freedom of opinion with the, with the notion of hate speech? And when do we say enough is enough? Jamie Mighty, he's a legal and policy researcher. A very good morning. Welcome back. How are you doing?
1: Good morning to you and good morning to the listeners.
0: So it's a, it's, it's a very difficult one because we value these things, right? We value freedom of expression. We value being able to have a constructive debate about something, even if it makes us uncomfortable. But at some point, we need to say, well, hold on. When does discomfort become danger and when does it become a problem?
1: yeah absolutely and i think what what is critical to note in the whole elon musk acquisition of twitter is who he emboldened because i think he has a bit of a blind spot in terms of some of the discourse that mm. he has enabled and encouraged um by uh, by just some of his uh you know business moves in terms of what happened at um, at x so if you think about the right wing the american right wing it generally has an element that dabbles in anti-semitism or is very committed to anti-semitism. So when Elon encourages that side of the political spectrum and gives them this carte blanche, so to speak, to operate freely on his platform, what they get from that is that Operate freely on his platform and practice all of the elements of their speech that they want to so while he may have thought maybe the social discourse in the public square went a little bit to the left and i think he was right in that assessment by encouraging all parts of the right wing including the far right wing speakers thinkers they don't only speak about donald trump They don't only speak about woke politics, a lot of them do practice anti-Semitism proactively and actually do spread that kind of thinking yesterday when people were giving condolence messages to mr ackerman i was so surprised by how much anti-semitism i saw in the middle of uh, that discourse in and of itself and that to me was something that was a bit of a red flag but even if you think about the south african discourse and how El- Elon has operated he has actually encouraged narratives from the far right in south africa mm, mm. which are saying that there's a black agenda to Uh, You know, commit a white genocide. Those kind of discourses are not true, but Elon has enabled and actually amplified them in different uh, um, moments by, uh, you know, saying interesting or saying, sir, do something about this. And those kind of statements tacitly uh, provide amplification for those discourses.
0: It is absolutely true and it's interesting because Elon Musk tweeted the ADL because they are so aggressive in their demand to ban social media accounts f- uh, for even minor infractions are ironically the biggest generator of anti-Semitism on the platform I respond, I would have thought that anti-Semites are the biggest generator of anti-Semitism and then I said it's hard to imagine given this, how anti-Semitism survived and thrived so for so long before the ADL, given your logic, which is that, fine. I then get a response from obviously a an anti, uh, uh, a right wing anti-Semite and, and it's such a slippery way of, of writing And that's what I can't stand about The right wing I don't know why they don't speak English He writes This is a perfect example of smooth brain hate As if centuries of supersessionist theology Doesn't cause people to hate and, uh, I, 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 and, and that's exactly what you're saying Because it's given, given people a platform now To attack others for uh, in, in the way that they needed an, an excuse almost to do.
1: Yeah, it has. And for them to know that they're not going to have any sanctions and that actually the guy who owns the platform is going to construct defenses for them, defenses which are not necessarily credible, right, but defenses right. which say to those people practicing the the, the hate speech,
0: Don't worry, I'm going to protect
1: you. And I think those criticisms are fair towards Elon, and they're fair towards the platform. And we have to have discourse around that, which tries to rectify that. And unfortunately, he doesn't seem to me to be a very reflective person and is very stubborn a lot of times. If you look at the way he makes decisions, sometimes he rushes into it on
0: gut feel Mm, and not mm. necessarily on a considered uh, response. Yeah, that definitely does seem to be the case. I I thought he was stepping back as CEO of Twitter. It certainly doesn't seem that way.
1: Well, I think he said he was because he realized that a lot of people are now turning hostile towards him and associating all of the problematic Mm. discourse on Twitter to his ideology and his brand, and it was beginning to affect, affect Tesla. But I think that's why he did it. But I don't think that he has a capacity to be hands-off. In all of his businesses, he's very hands-on. And uh, even though he said he was pulling away, he still has the largest account on the platform, and he seems to be very involved. I mean, even the announcement that he was going to remove the block button, can you imagine what that would do for him? Well, his well I, yeah, I can
0: tell you that I, I, it's most of, his, most of his changes and things haven't particularly bothered me. That removal of the block button would be a huge problem for me, given the amount of hate that gets sent my way. The only thing I can do is just block it. Otherwise, it becomes just too toxic a place for me to to be and 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 that's me what about uh, what about women who are experiencing the most terrible harassment on on twitter Fe- really unsafe for them
1: absolutely i mean i've also received death threats on twitter I would imagine, so you yeah. can imagine if mm. you couldn't block anybody that would really make you so unsafe on that platform but the way that he entered that decision is he thought it was a good idea He then uh, was adamant about it and proceeded to try to push it through. And that's the challenge that we have with Elon is that he believes everything he thinks, but he doesn't look at the data. He doesn't look at the research and he doesn't listen to other voices. And it takes him a very long time to change his mind. And when he does, he doesn't publicly acknowledge that he changed his mind. He just moves on to the next thing. Yeah, it's it's
0: interesting. Austin Gibbs saying, "Morning, how can you ask your guest? How does hate speech fall into overall terminology of freedom of speech?" It's the, the, the example that I I try always use is my right to swing my fists ends at your nose, um, and and uh, but but obviously with speech, it's it's not a simple story, is it?
1: No, it isn't. But I think most uh, constitutions, most free speech uh, provisions, do actually ex explicitly prohibit, you know, incitement of violence, mm. imminent violence, and also uh, hate speech. If you look at Section 16 of the South African Constitution, it states that you have this r- right to freedom of speech, but you cannot use that freedom of speech to incite uh, um, imminent mm. violence and also to attack, uh, you know, certain identities. So even though we do speak about free speech, uh, there, are always, there are always limits that are considered. You know, you can't call, uh, you can't declare fire in a crowded right. room, for example, exactly. if there's no fire. Right you cause harm. Right. So I mean, that's another example. So we example. have to look at I think it. everybody understands that. And we have to ask ourselves, the people who want to speak hate mm. in the name of free speech, what is really their agenda? Because if you have ideas, you don't have to uh, advocate for hatred of a group.
0: absolutely, Jamie, I'm sorry they are signaling me to uh, we're already over. We're actually at 8.32. I apologize for cutting you short. It is a very important conversation, uh, one that we definitely need to pick up on and have more. uh, But we are unfortunately out of time for that interview. It is 8.32. Good morning.